want to welcome you to the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. Here's a pretty easy principle to understand. You get out what you put in. In this episode, Pastor John brings the message, what are you listening to? Let's tune in. Good morning, everybody. We're going to get into the Word this morning. Y'all ready? Three of y'all ready. Thank you. Yeah, listen, if you guys, I'm, I'm just here to tell you, some of you Warriors fans, I'm just here to tell you something. If I don't get enough amens, we're going to be here till the game's over. Woo, preach, pastor. Woo, hey, fire, right? Get it going, pastor. Praise the Lord. God is good. God is so good. I, I just really thank God for what he's doing in our ministry. I thank God what he's, he's doing through you. Um, confirming is where God says that signs, miracles, and wonders shall follow, confirming the word of God. And I'm going to share a little bit later that what I'm about to preach, and she didn't know I was about to preach this at the time. I'm trying to see if she's in here. Yeah. And she shared something with me that I'm going to share with you. But God said, signs, miracles, and wonders, following, confirming the word of God. We always think that miracles mean somebody's going to rise from the dead or legs are going to come back. But you know, sometimes a miracle is just the fact that God has set you free from something that you didn't believe in. Come on, somebody. We get, we get way too spiritual when it comes down to a miracle, right? I, I mean, when people come and give their lives to Christ, we, we, we don't see the miracle that just happened. You know, God is raising people from the dead. We, not, not a natural death, but a spiritual death. See, people are still being risen from the dead, and, and we don't get excited about it because we're seeing God's word come true. I don't know about y'all, but I'm, I'm just excited about Jesus. I, I, I came back from a conference. We, my son said earlier, we came back from a conference. It's called Thrive, and I just got renewed. It was good just to sit down as a pastor and be preached to. Even when I'm here sometimes and I'm not preaching, like last week my son preached, but I still worry about everything. But to go somewhere else and have somebody pour into you, it, it renews you. It builds your faith. I don't know about you, that sometimes, you know, you, you know, like sometimes you guys don't want it. You, you got food in the refrigerator, but you just don't feel like cooking. Right. And how good it is to go somewhere else and allow somebody to serve you and cook for you. And then you ain't even got to clean up. Come on, somebody. Come on. Hey, hey. You guys hear my wife over here. Amen. And me like, yes, let that anointing hit you right now in the name of Jesus. I hate eating out. Yeah, I do. Cause my wife cooks hecka good. Why am I going to go out and pay for something that's subpar when I can have my wife cook something that's excellent? Amen, Amen, right? All the guys are like, amen. Everybody in financial peace. Amen. (laughs) Now, praise God, but I do, you know, I have to get better. I'm not going to lie. I need to get better at taking you out. (sighs) Now you guys know your pastor's failing. Huge, huge marriage ministry. Huge marriage ministry, and it's funny because people look at us and they think that our marriage is like perfect. I think it's perfect, but perfect to me in a marriage means that we can argue and we can get things wrong, but we let love rule our hearts. And it's funny when people hear stuff like this, they're like, wait a minute, not you guys. You guys like really argue? (laughs) 
We make people uncomfortable when we argue. <laughs> and then staff meetings, we'd be arguing. People like, is, is everything okay? <laughs> okay, let me get into the word. Let me get into the word. I promise you I won't be here long, okay? But I need to let you know, too, if you've been in church for about three weeks, anytime a pastor says that, he's just trying to prepare you because he's going to be a long time. Honestly, I believe in saying a lot in a few words. Okay? So don't don't time me, though. Don't time me. I want to see the game, too. Jesus wept. Let's pray. No, I'm just joking. Okay, over the last few weeks, guys, over the last few weeks, our subject has been on faith. Uh, Durante las últimas semanas, nuestro tema ha sido la fe. We talked about building our faith, construyendo nuestra fe. We talked about walking by faith, caminando por la fe. And we talked about living by faith, viviendo por fe. But I got a question I need to ask you guys. Pero hoy quiero hacerte una pregunta. What are you listening to? ¿Qué estás escuchando? What are you listening to? I need you guys to turn your Bibles to Romans chapter 10, verse 17. O mira la Biblia del cielo. Look at the Sky Bible. You guys need to understand something. I am an educated man, by the way. But I can't spell sometimes. I I have issues. I have issues in typing. That's why people have placed people like Keiko in my life that always sees all my posts and lets me know that you spelled something wrong, your grammar's wrong. I don't mind it. It's fine. I'm an imperfect person used by a perfect God. But I say that because sometimes I'll post things and I've typed them wrong. So you guys really should bring your Bibles. Just to let you know, they're available for free on your phones. If you don't have a phone, the government's giving them away for free. Amen. And all that had a government phone said amen. Amen. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So then faith cometh by reading, hearing. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Proverbs 18, 21 says this, death and life are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Okay, how many people want change? How many people want change? ¿Cuánta gente quiere cambio? Amen. How many people want to build their faith? ¿Cuántas personas quieren construir su fe? Amen. Well, if we want change, we have to make it happen. Just to let you know, if you had, if you had a dollar in your pocket and you want change, you got to go somewhere to make that change. Boy, that was preaching right there. I, I'm sorry. I just make it plain. You, 
You got a dollar, you need change. If you, you need to go break that dollar, wow, there's the message in there. You got to break that dollar to get change. Sometimes we got to get broken before we get change in our life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny how we, we want change. The funny part about change is most people don't like change. That's why we put change in the ashtray in the car. Some people always tell them, keep the change. The more change, the less we want it. Man, I should, can you write that down? That's going to be one of these messages one day. Write that down. All right. Romans chapter 12, verse 2 says this. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove that which is good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. I like how they built this up as a step because it goes from good to acceptable to perfect, which tells me it's a process. When you start it, that's good. After a little while, you keep doing it and you're getting better at it. That's acceptable. But there comes a point in time when God expects you to be doing the perfect will. Too many of us are just doing right now what's good. We ain't even gotten to the acceptable work. In order to renew our minds, we have to change what we are listening to. You guys, we have to make sure that we're listening to the right thing. So somebody ask your neighbor, uh, what are you listening to? You can say it in Spanish if you want to. Why am I having a problem saying this word today? Escuchando. So how do we get the seeds of belief implanted in our soul? How do we get the seeds of belief implanted in our soul? It's through our faith gates. And our faith gates happen to be on each side of our head. Called our ears. They're gates. The Bible says in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith cometh by and by the word of God. La fe bien por el orir y orir por la palabra de Dios. If faith comes by hearing the word of God over and over again, la fe proviene de el or la palabra de Dios, is it safe to say that disbelief comes the same way? If faith comes by hearing, can fear come by hearing? What are you listening to? We will become whatever we subject ourselves to hearing over and over again. Listen, marketeers realize this principle. The more they play a commercial on TV or radio, the more likely you are to buy it. Cuanto más repitan un comercial, más probabilidades hay que de lo compre. Mira, watch. I, mira, mira, mira. When you wake up in the morning and you want some coffee, the best part of waking up Maxwell House is anybody like soup? You like soup? Campbell's soup is. 
You know what gets me too is, is well, I, I don't have this on here, but I'm trying to remember it. You need some insurance on your car. Call 1-800- One eight hundred. If you bet the one drink in town, call one eight hundred General Now. Okay, let me help you guys. Let me. Okay, here goes one that everybody knows. Like a good neighbor. Right. You guys are right. We are farmers. Why do you know that? Super Bowl during the Super Bowl. Do you notice that they, they pay millions of dollars for commercials to play over and over and over again? Because they know you're going to watch the Super Bowl. And the more you hear it, I, I don't know about you, because we watch on demand a lot. And when we watch on demand, it's supposed to be commercial free, but they always sneak a commercial in there. And it's the same one commercial through the whole show. One commercial. And I'm like, I'm not interested in buying a, a, a van. I don't need a van. I don't want a van. But then all of a sudden, I'm like, man, honey, we need to trade our car in, and let's go look for a car. Now all of a sudden I'm like, man, that van I saw. <laughs> what are you even thinking about it? They show you food stuff over and over again. You wasn't thinking about eating no taco, crunchy taco mix, enchilada mix something, whatever. They come up with the craziest stuff. It don't even look good. But the more and more they show it to you, all of a sudden you're like, you know, I'm going to go to I'm going to run for the border. <laughs> Y'all laughing. But watch, the more and more that you hear it, the more it gets in you, the more it gets in you, the more you'll do it. Watch this, watch this. This, this is about repeating stuff. Watch this. We don't want you just to come to church. We want you. See, when I, was, when I was younger and I used to go to missionary Baptist churches and I always wondered, why do they always stand up and read this thing every Sunday? We read this last Sunday. Why are we reading it again? And I began to understand is that they were putting the word of God into practice. Because if you want people to catch the vision, you got to say the vision over and over again. And if they begin to speak it to themselves, you see, like you guys know it. Because we want real relevant relationships with God. And you guys can say it. Some of you guys can come up here and say, well, you know, we don't want you to come to church. We want you to become the church. You, you know, all those, you guys know what I'm saying? So we go through all that. And why do we do that? It's so that we can, you guys can hear the vision. You read the vision. Once the vision gets in you, you'll be able to run with the vision. You guys hear me? But see, people, the devil uses the same principle. The enemy wants to use the same principle to get you out of the things of God. What are you listening to? We subject ourselves to so many things that are not like God. We, we listen to so much stuff that it gets us to these places that we don't realize what's going to happen to us later. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself, but there was a guy named John the Baptist. You guys remember John the Baptist? John the Baptist made a way for the Messiah. Basically, he was out in the wilderness, which is an analogy. The wilderness is a place where people don't know God. There's a void of God, but he went out into the wilderness and he laid the pavement for Jesus to come do his ministry. Why would God send somebody before Jesus? Don't you think Jesus, God in the flesh, is big enough himself 
to let people know who he is. No, because God established that his word, it's his word that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. So they sent John the Baptist out to preach of the coming Messiah, the one that's going to set the world free from their sins. So when he showed up, they were able to receive Jesus Christ. Because God knew that faith cometh by hearing and hearing the word of God. John the Baptist was out there, street preacher, laying it down. Watch this, though. How many people want to be baptized with the Holy Ghost? Watch this. One of the main reasons why people don't receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost uh, uh, is because they haven't heard about them. They don't know about the, they don't know about the Spirit of God. They, they heard of them, but they don't know of them. They, they, they don't realize exactly what it is and who it is. And if you don't hear about it, how can you receive it? Galatians 3 and 2 says this. Let me ask you one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by keeping the law? Did you receive it by doing things? Did you receive it by standing here going, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus, thank you, Jesus? No, of course not. The Holy Spirit came upon you only after you believed the message you heard about Christ. You have to hear it to receive it. You have to know about it. You need to get to know real relevant relationships. What are you listening to? Que estas escuchando. You have to hear in order to believe. There is power in our words. Tienes que escuchar para creer. Hey, Paudor, in nuestras palabras. I just said that. I said it in English first. Because you guys are looking at me like, what did he just say? Watch this, you guys. This is how strong our words are. There's this guy. His name's Dr. Musaru Emoto. And I, I, when I wrote this, I had you in mind. I did. I really did. No lie. Okay. Anyway. This dude claimed, he's a doctor, very famous scientist, he claimed that words in music have an effect on the molecular structure of water. And he set out to prove his theory. What he did is he got water, frozen, frozen water, and he began to speak over the water. He'd play Mozart and worship music, and, he, and he'd offer prayers over the water and say nice things over the water. And then to another section of water, the other thing, he would say cursings. He'd say bad things and play bad stuff and do bad things. And he took the water, each water, and looked under, at it under a microscope. The water that he spoke great nice things over and prayers over had beautiful formations, little crystal-like beautiful formations. It looked, it looked marvelous. But you look at the one that he spoke death over, it looked like death. It had no form. It had no shape. The color of it, it was even off. This is a proven study. Amen. You can go on YouTube and see the pictures yourself. His name is Dr. Emoto. If you guys want to look it up so you know I'm not lying. This is telling you all he did was scientifically prove what God said in his word in Proverbs that life and death are in the power of the tongue. See, people don't want to put that. Jesus, God said this way before Dr. Emoto even came around. He says, what you speak has consequences. What you say has consequences. Why? Because somebody's listening. See, if I speak life, then you're going to receive life. But if I speak death, then you'll receive death. 
So if I'm speaking life and you're listening to life, then you're going to have life and life more abundantly. Do you realize that Jesus said these words that I speak are spirit and they're life. So when he speaks, he's speaking life. But if something of the world is beginning to speak to us, it's not life. It may seem like life, but it's death. There's ways that seem right to a man, but the end thereof is death. If it ain't God, it ain't good. So what we subject ourselves to hearing will affect. Effect us, affect us, and infect us. Lo que escuchamos, efectos, efectos y infectara a nosotros. We are affected, affected, and infected by what we hear. Yeah, I'm about to get on you guys. You guys, you get ready. This is the main reason why we shouldn't entertain gossipers. You know, the cold part about it is people, you guys, do you guys recognize gossip when it starts? Yeah. Most of us don't. We don't. We don't recognize it until after they're like in their fourth gossip. It's like, oh, wait a minute. They're talking about somebody. <laughs> because sometimes it's just good, right? Let's, just, let's admit it. Come on, we in church. We're in church. It's good. I mean, it fe- sin feels good. If it didn't, we wouldn't do it. Y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. I know the end of sin is death. But sin is attractive. It's appealing. If it wasn't, we'd all be free from it. Come on, let's be honest here. And because it's attractive, it's attractive to our flesh. So when we start hearing some business about somebody, our ears get bigger. It's like opening a door, right? You know, you can either open the door a little bit or, you know, see somebody coming, you open it all the way. And our ears just, boom, they get big when somebody starts talking. And let me tell you, this is how you recognize when somebody's gossiping. They start doing this. Well, you know. Amen. Bible says don't even entertain it. The problem is, is once we entertain it, we could say that we won't fall into it. But watch this. If I say, if I say this, okay, if, I, if somebody comes to you about my wife and goes, look, she really mean. She don't care about you. It's like, man. I ain't even trying to hear that. Stop. But watch. Watch this. Watch this. Once you heard it, the moment she's mean to you, you reflect back to what you heard. Ooh, she was right. I'm going to go warn somebody else about her. Girl, I need you to come here and pray with me about Pastor Kaya because, girl, you know she is mean. We're going to pray about that meanness in Jesus' name. Covering up your gossip, putting God on it. Thou shalt not use the Lord thy God's name in vain. Message coming to you soon. See, you thought it was saying GD. No, using the Lord's name. Well, God told me. Can I say somebody else you shouldn't entertain? Those people that come by and knock on your door every Saturday. Faith come by hearing. You think you're strong, but the more you put in your ears. Let me just help you out. You know how they know the principle? Because they're doing it. They just try to get you in a regular conversation. And they're concealing it with their their agenda. And as they're knocking, they're talking to you, and you're just listening because you're trying to be friendly. Because you're not bold enough to slam the door in their face. Or just look at them and go, I'm sorry, you know what? You're going to hell. You are. I'm sorry. (laughs) 
Is that wrong? It is? Well, the Bible says that there's no sin forgiven in this life or the life to come is blasphemy into the Holy Spirit. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. They don't. That's in our Bible and their Bible. That's in their Bible. See, look, everybody's looking at me crazy. Well, that's kind of wrong, Pastor. Why would you say that to somebody? Because I believe what my Bible says. And not always is it going to tickle everybody. It just doesn't. I've been offended by the word. That's why I'm trying to change. Offenses must come. I thought it was rough the first time my friend did it to somebody. I was like, dude, you're a little harsh, aren't you? He's like, it's the truth. It's the truth. Unless they come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ and who he is, they are bound for eternity in hell. It's like, dang, that was hard, bro. It's the truth. We can't entertain these people. They know what they're doing. This is why, watch this. Let me tell you how cunning they are. You know, I would sit down and go, you know what? I'll tell you what, man. Yes, I'm going to come to one of your meetings. If you come to one of ours, what do they say? Because they know if they hear the truth, they'll receive the truth, and they'll be turned to the truth. They know it. So they make sure that, no, you can't go listen. No, don't go hear the truth. Because if you hear the truth, thank you. The Bible says. I mean, I, let me get on the soapbox. I'm sorry. Do you know the problem is, is why people turn? I look at people and I'm like, what made you? Because I can look at people. You weren't all. Uh, you weren't always Jehovah Witness. What, what happened? Well, you know, at my church, we never read from the Bible. And here we study. They don't. They don't. They're not all about money and, and everything. And I'm like. What caused you to turn from the truth? And, then, and, and it makes it, you know what it was? They were never in the truth. They went to church, but they weren't the church. Somebody didn't disciple them. They just, they had, knew, they had a form of godliness, but they lacked the power thereof. If they knew the word, they wouldn't turn from the word. And see, you guys know when I say no, I don't mean no as in I know who the president is. No, I mean no like in an intimate way. And Adam knew his wife Eve and they conceived. He wasn't talking about, oh, hey, I know her. No, they knew each other. Amen. The kind of knowing that brings forth <laughs> fruit. Proverbs 18 and 8 says, the words of a talebearer are as wounds. And they go down into the innermost part of the belly. So like I told you, when somebody starts gossiping, you think it's gotten away from you, it's in there. I think, so I think our prayer every day should be, God, help me remove every bitterness and gossip that is in my spirit. I Just remove it right now. Clear my mind. Clean my heart right now. I don't want to believe what they said about my brother or my sister. I don't want to look at them cross-eyed. I, I want to look at them the way you see them, God. Hallelujah. Listen, just like a tailbearer, constant entertaining of secular things bring, begins to bring us back into worldly behavior. You guys know what I'm talking about. You, you guys realize just even with music, music takes us into places we shouldn't be at. You guys hear me? Watch this. Watch, watch this. Watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, right now, everybody's like, okay, okay, okay. Now you want to start quit walking. Right? 
right? You got there. I just want to do that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cut it, cut it, cut it. So when I played that, that just took you. You can find me in the club. You wasn't at church listening to that song. Am I right? But music will take you back to places that you don't belong. You're still here, but it takes your mind to places it don't belong. Somehow you're, you're free, you're in the promised land, but something reminded you of Egypt. You can find me in the club. Look, and you have to read it. Look, and you are even going and repeating the next line. You guys even know what it says next. But music itself, what are you listening to? If the music is, is, is contrary to where you're going, why are you listening to it? Can I? Okay, some of y'all going to be mad at me about this. We're listening to music, and we're listening to these rap stars, and everybody's mad at Kanye for his political beliefs. No, y'all need to listen to this. But we ain't mad at the rest of the rappers that are talking about degradating our women. We ain't mad at them because they're talking about drug use. They ain't talk they're talking about selling drugs. They're talking about killing each other, but we ain't mad at that. Matter of fact, some of y'all, I've seen you, I've ridden next to you because you don't recognize what car I'm in are bumping that same stuff. And I'm like, oh, really? What you listening to? You want to know? Ask yourself why men are treating you like. Because you're listening to it and because you're listening to it, you become what you listen to. So therefore you go and do it. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now. Sip and scissor didn't become a thing until it got on the radio, until it started getting in rap. And now everybody's doing it. Why? Because hearing, hearing, faith cometh by hearing, fear cometh by hearing, and fear leads to death. Why, why, why our culture is set by the things that we listen to? Why is everybody mad about something? Because something they heard. Why'd you want to go fight so-and-so? Because somebody came and told you that they said. Am I right? What are you listening to? Guard your ear gates. Do you guys realize that our souls are like sponges? Nuestras almas son como esponjas. Dry sponges. Looking for something to absorb and soak up. You guys know what a sponge is, right? The sponge is all dry. That's our souls. If I take a sponge and I dip it in the clear water and I pull it out, if I squeeze it, what comes out of it? Clear water. But I take that same sponge and I walk over to muddy, dirty, nasty, putrid, stinking water and I put it in there and I pull it out. When I squeeze it, what comes out of it? muddy, dirty, nasty, whatever I put in it is going to come out of it. Same as our souls. Whatever we're taking time to put in our ears is what goes in us. And when life itself comes and squeezes us, whatever we took time to put in us is what's going to come out of us. 
See, we, listen, saints, let me make it easy for you. You can't wait until you get jumped or robbed to learn karate. You're supposed to, in the peace time, in the quiet time, you're supposed to train yourself. You're supposed to get yourself ready for war. Oh, my gosh. I, I, this is a whole nother message. But you know what? Too many of us are looking for the mountaintops experiences. The mountaintop experience is to prepare yourself for the valley. Not to be going, hey, look at me. Oh, I'm going to rest. I'm going to get some sleep. No. You better gather your strength. So it's the times that, that you, this that time that during your peace times when you're not, see, everybody's like, man, I, I want more faith. I want more faith. I want more faith. Then start listening to more faith-based stuff. Man, I just failed, man. My faith is weak. Well, let's see. What was you doing before this happened? If you was listening to the word, if you was soaking and inundating yourself like a sponge in the word of God, when life and trials and tribulations and circumstances and situations show up and begin to squeeze you, guess what's going to come out of you? Whatever you took time to put in you. If you put faith in you, then faith is going to come out of you. But if you put nothing but the nasty, dirty, putrid world in you, when you're squeezed, that's what's going to come out of you. And you're going to begin to wonder, why is my faith so weak? Why did I fall? Why did this happen? Why did God forsake me? No, God didn't forsake you. You forsook him. What are you listening to? Listen. What, listen, you guys realize whatever we listen to can also set and change the atmosphere. The music I just played a second ago, you wouldn't play that when you're trying to worship. You can't even worship with that plan. Your hands will go up. Right? But see, watch this. We don't realize that music that we play sets the atmosphere. Do you know there's so many times that we're depressed and we're anxious, we're downtrodden, we've been beat up by life because that's what life does to us. It beats us up. That's what it does. We're like Everlast, punching bag to life. Beats us up. But we don't realize that there's a principle that if we could change the atmosphere, it can put us in a situation to be able to praise and worship. And when we begin to praise God, the Bible says that God inhabits the praises of his people. The Bible also tells me in John chapter four, it says that God is looking for such a one to worship him. So God is looking for worshipers. So if I set an atmosphere of worship in my house and then I begin to worship him because now I can't worship him, I don't have to look for God. He's already looking for me. And because he promised me that he will show up that he said that I inhabit the praises of my people, then I'll begin to praise and God will enter into my situation. I don't need anything else. I'll have Jesus in my life. He'll be there when I need him every time I call. But see, David knew, watch, watch this. When Saul was vexed by unclean spirits, they called David. Listen, David sat down with his harp and started playing. The, I, I believe it probably almost sounded like Kenny G or something. He was just... Just playing, you know, and, and watch this. But the Bible said it drew, it, it, it drove the evil spirits away. Music. It didn't say he sung. It just said he played the lyre, his harp. Music sets the atmosphere. What are you listening to? I do know this. I mean, some of you guys, now, now watch this. I lift weights. I used to play, play sports. And anytime I wanted to get myself to be aggressive, I'd play aggressive music.
intimacy to set the atmosphere. You play certain music to set the atmosphere. What are you listening to? As I close. Romans chapter 10 and 14. How then shall they call upon him whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him who they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? Watch this. They're not talking to me. They're talking to you. Every last one of you have been given a ministry of reconciliation. A preacher means to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. People aren't going to believe in Jesus if they don't hear about him. Yeah, I'm concerned about what you're listening to, but I'm also concerned about what you're talking about. What are people hearing from you? We need to be out sharing the gospel. Watch this, though. Some of y'all in here, well, I don't know enough word to be preaching about Jesus. That's a lie from the devil. Yes, you get to know your word, but I'm going to tell you something that makes a difference. Listen, man. I don't know what the Bible says about that. All I know is that I asked Jesus into my heart and my life hasn't been the same since. I, I can't sit down and, and preach a, a four-point sermon. I can't sit down and say exo-Jesus, iso-Jesus. I don't know about all the theology and doxology and everything. I do know that Jesus has changed my life. And guess what, brother? I want you to give your life to Christ too. Let's do this together. Maybe we can learn together. Because I'm not perfect and that's why I need Jesus. You guys are the preachers that need to go out. I can't go to your job and preach to your friends. I can't go to your school and preach to your friends. I can't go to the malls and be around those people, your loved ones and your family. You are the preachers that God is calling to speak life into the dead people's ears, to raise the dead by the word of God. Don't worry about what you don't, don't look. Don't worry about what you don't know. Amen. Bible, the Bible told, I mean, God told Moses, look in your hand. Which you know what that means? You got enough. You got enough to get somebody saved. You got enough to say, listen, man, I don't know it all. But you know what? There's some brothers and sisters at my church that might be able to answer that question for you. Come to church, man. And I'm here to tell you, you don't have to be perfect. Can I share something with you guys? Can, can I share something? I don't have it all together. I don't. Some of y'all laughing. I find that funny too. Can I just be, I'm being honest. I'm just going to be open with you. I struggle with sin. I struggle with not talking to my wife right. I struggle with everything each and every one of you guys struggle with. I'm not any better than you guys. God has just chose me to, to work in this position. I need Jesus. The moment I don't struggle with that is probably the moment I'm not struggling because I gave into it. So you guys don't understand. Y'all didn't understand that. Because ask some of the men here. When men come to me and say, man, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with, with, with alcohol. I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with that. And I'm like, okay, you struggling with it? And they're like, yeah, man, you know, I've been drinking every day. Oh, you ain't struggling. 
you gave in to it. Struggle means I'm still in the fight. I'm, my, my temptation's overcoming me, and, and I feel like I'm going to give in. That's the struggle. That's when I'm struggling. And because I'm struggling, I'm calling you, brother, to come in and help me fight this issue. Hold me accountable. I don't want to call you after I did it. I'm going to call you before I do. Judge me if you want, but I want to live a righteous life worthy of the cross. We need to hear it so we believe it, so we'll know it. So when life squeezes us, nothing but faith in the word of God comes out of us. Saints of God, if we're to grow our faith, we have to be careful about what we are listening to. Either you're going to listen to faith, which brings life, or you're going to listen to fear, which brings death and eternal separation from God. What are you listening to? Amen? Amen. Stand to your feet. Praise God. That's all the time we have for this episode of the Annex Podcast. But we encourage you to get connected with us by downloading and using our TBCF app today. Or you can visit our website at tbcf.life. That's tbcf.life. Until next time, thanks for stopping by to the Annex Podcast.